Hey guys, welcome to Lather Talk. This is John. It's been a while since we had an episode with just me and Gerard, so today we're going to have a discussion about the ethics of flipping. Now the way we're defining flipping for the conversation today is just the selling of any shaving related item um, that's significantly marked up from the original price. We hope you enjoy the conversation, and now onto the episode. sell a wolfman for two thousand dollars all the power to you (laughs) i I don't know how to respond because i i totally agree i totally agree so a lot of people online are on multiple whether it's forums reddit facebook um etc a lot of them will have a sort of bst buy sell trade and depending on which one you go to, you will find hardware and software. Some of it is very common. Some of it is very rare. Some of it, people didn't even know that, why would you sell this? Because it's so rare, you might as well keep it. And so what happens? Like in any market, you will have a person buy something and flip it at a ridiculous profit. Or what are the ethics of flipping, you know, if if that. And so for me, uh, I am not a a flipper. Um, I literally, I don't have anything that's significant, that's worth, you know, enough for me to make a, a, a crazy profit. But do I understand why people would do so? Yeah, because they can. We talked about it on one of our early episodes on is there a certain price point that an artisan um, will charge before people say, no, that's too much, right? And I think that some artisans, you know, will do it to maintain, I guess, a fair balance between, uh, you know, making their profit um, and over... Uh, over just, you know, being a, a budget brand or, or what have you. But then you had mentioned, you know, some places that just charge ridiculous amounts of money for their products. And in the end, I could be mad, you know, that a place may want to sell something for hundreds of dollars. But if people are buying them, then... I don't, I don't care. Right. Like that, that's, that's my, my take on that. The same kind of goes for flipping. Now we'll use, I don't know. I don't know how you, cause I don't, I mentioned a wolf man at the beginning, but I, I don't own a wolf man. You know, I just know about um, their perceived value, their rarity. That's really what pushes is it right supply and demand in its purest form yeah. wolfman razor you know costs around 350 400 that's the msrp right because they are such 
in, in not just like, you know, uh, minimal quantity, but almost they're just like at this point, just legendary in, in kind of the hype around them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people are flipping them at just such crazy profits, right? Uh, not just twice as much, you know, not just six, $800, but, you know, going up 1500 close to, you know, $2,000. Now here's the thing. If I'm from a, from ethical standpoint, Wolfman's not getting any of that money. They're getting zero. Mm -hmm. Okay. So am I, can I say that I'm really supporting an artisan if I'm willing to purchase a piece of hardware or whatever it may be, any, any item for, for a ridiculous profit that that artisan will never see. Okay. Well, I think if you're buying from a flipper, right, in this scenario, it's not necessarily about supporting the artisan, right? It's getting the thing that you want or the thing that is unobtainium, if we want to call it that. Um, I think we have to keep in mind, too, that for Wolfman, for Varlet, for uh, hand-tied knots, brushes, and I think even for decoration, right, that these, you know, uh, the prices that flippers could get eventually made these artisans raise the prices for exactly that reason you said. Like, oh, okay, if it's so common on the secondhand market that this thing goes $100 or more over the original MSRP, then obviously that product is underpriced. I mean, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't disagree with that. And they rose the price, you know, you raise the prices and I don't think there's any less demand for those, for, for the three that I mentioned at the very least. Yeah, I think at what point though, we can look at like the other, other pieces of hardware out there too, right? But mm-hmm. at what percentage of a markup is it, oh, this is too much already. I mean, I'll tell you right now, like, I guess the th- idea of ordering a, a, we'll just put it at $400 on the higher end. Um, sure. I know it can be, I know with the accessories, it can be much more. Right. But right. we'll say $400 for a razor. If I saw it, you know, flipping and it was that rare for say 600, I'd be like, okay, I guess, you know, I can, uh, I can justify that cost to me. I don't, and unless you just have a ridiculous bankroll, you know, once you get into the like, low four figures, then I, I, I think it kind of begs the question, uh, you know, why do flippers do it? Because there is enough people out there that are willing to buy it. It, and it doesn't have to be that many people. It just has to be enough people. And so I think the same goes, you know, you had mentioned Varlet. Is it Varlet or Varlet? Uh, mm. And Didn't Declaration. And Declaration, um, you know, I think Declaration I've just seen on, uh, you know, just offhand because a typical declaration brush, I think right now goes for two two eighty, for some of like you know the the nice nicer pores, 
and then like if it's um like unicorn bone or or something like that it might be like 250 I, I, I don't recall uh but just under 300 we'll say yeah. that sure. i um i know that uh he didn't um an artisan feature with uh dogwood and those brushes were priced at 309 okay uh but for the most part just around that 300 280 mark we'll say we'll say that and consistently like seeing older batches or people like hoarding them and now they're selling them just a just a little bit more but it's an you know it's enough like maybe they're selling it for 300 350 375 Mm-hmm. Right? Does that mean that declaration is under underpricing, you know, their own stuff? And it would be easy to just say, yeah, it is. But now let's say you raise the price to $350, $375. Are you gonna see people trying to flip it for four hundred? Or like it's just it's just gonna be the like this game where they're just gonna move the line of what is acceptable and none of us are going to know what what price is too much until we just tell ourselves no i'm not willing to pay that you know second hand off a flipper for that right i mean i think it's tricky and i think it might benefit if we had like a ringer for econ <laughs> related related things but uh, i think it's uh, since declaration is a pretty good example uh we have to keep in mind though that with each batch there is a lot of love for certain batches, right? So that does command a higher price because I think sometimes that it's even more important than the, as you mentioned, the poor, um, how attractive the handle is, right? If you get like a a B1, B2, which is a batch one, batch two, not that thing is going to command, I don't know, I I guess I'm not in the market for one of those, but I would imagine that would command maybe that $400 mark that you mentioned maybe maybe more if it's also an attractive handle, right? Um, I don't think either of us would be very surprised at seeing 400, 450. What is he kind of, that 500, 500 I guess, is, is a threshold uh, at, at this point because, um, I don't know, in my, in my head, 500 just like puts in a whole new ball, you know, ball game. Here's, and then let's, let's I guess, <coughs> be um, somewhat transparent, right? You and I are, are quite active uh, both on Reddit, Instagram, um, on YouTube, uh, specifically also in the IRC channel uh, that, that Reddit posts, right? And just um, the general vibe of people that are in there is that, you know, like, hey, you know, like, let's take care of our own. You know, if like, let's say I buy a brush at a certain rate, and maybe it doesn't get a lot of love and someone else, you know, in the room wants it and I'm willing to either trade it to them, you know, no, no deal, no, no problem, or give it to them at reasonable and usually less than what it would have cost you, you know, like the idea of flipping, like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't flip on your homies, you know, you wouldn't just say, you know, like, and things like that. And I'm sure that that's, there's probably uh, similar similar vibes among the other communities on some of the other forums uh, and, and BSTs that are out there, right? Do we get mad more that people are flipping or that it's, is it more so that they're not part of like our, 
our social group. You know, I don't, I don't know those, I don't know people on the other forums, you know, like I'm kind of like, uh, I, I peek in, you know, a few of them. I am not on Facebook at all. Are we just, you know, are we more mad that, you know, it's, it's not us in, in that situation? I think there's definitely a case to be made where you should not price gouge your own friends or family. However, at the same time, I know there are individuals out there in real life, not in shaving, just with things, right? Whether you're selling a car, you're selling some other kind of collectible or whatever, they just want to make as much as the market will allow. And you'll see that any buy, sell, trade forum, whether it be um, whatever social media platform, always has a rule where you do not comment on other people's prices, right? You kind of, you shut your mouth, uh, even if it is price gouging, because I think the underlying you know, thought there is if it's, if this is something that you legitimately own, you can go ahead, press it, whatever the hell you want. And the comment often seen if, if it does arise where right, someone's like, man, that, that's, that's price way too high. The, the most common retort is the market will decide. And that, that's the bottom line. The market will decide. Now, if you, you know, whether you want to say you're a savvy businessman or whatever, if, if you want something to sell, yeah, there might be that one white whale who will buy your Wolfman razor for $2,500. But more likely, I think what you're getting at, right, is the uh, other hobbyists. What is, like, what's a more, uh, how, yeah, how much markup is more reasonable? But they're not wrong if they know that there's, even if there's two or three people and you're, you know, you're in their circles and you could get $2,500 for a brand new Wolfman. Like you said, like, go, you know, get, go get paid. <laughs> yeah. Make your money. Make, make your money. money. It's your, if you bought it, that's fine. Um, I, I, I did want to add though that I think this, this, I haven't seen this distinction made, but there's something about, let's say there's a drop. Let's say there's a Wolfman drop. There's a brush drop from one of your favorite brush makers, right? I think you can be called out for dickery <laughs> if you go and buy multiple, if that you know, if the system allows, uh -oh. or or if you but just buy one for the express purpose of selling it. Like I put a different category. Let's say even if it's an anonymous person, they bought it, they used it, didn't care for it, and know they can get a good amount moving it on. I think that's a different category than. I'm going to buy something out from other people. Intent, then, the, the mm -hmm. intent of selling it at even just a slight, slightly higher premium. Yeah. You know, um, tr I, I would agree. Like, you know, that there's a distinction between that. Uh, you know, my, I have two younger brothers. They were very much into uh, the shoe game, shoe collecting game and things like that. That stuff happen all, happens all the time. Um, and some of it that, very much either equal or just crazier cost than uh, with wet shaving gear and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you had people, you would have, I would see people um, at brick and mortar stores at six o'clock, 6 a.m., you know, for a shoe drop, right? Or if it was like a place, you know, like where they knew that they could like order it online or on the phone, they would have this, the phone number of the store, make the call, 
have their credit card ready, you know, so they could charge on the credit card and do the shipping directly from that store, like the minute of opening. Mm -hmm. So it is not new. I do think, let's say you want to get a brush. We'll use that as an example. And your intent is to, let's say buy, I'll just use 300 as an example. And you want to sell it for like 350, $400. To me, it's like, you could make 50 bucks or a hundred bucks in, I don't know. You could, you could make it easier. Like I, I think, I think it's kind of silly in that case, you know, um, it's not, it's not big enough for, for me personally to find it enticing to do with that said, if it's in demand, it's in demand. And you know, with like 99% certainty that this is going to sell at the price that you set for it. You know, even even with the markup, if you're price gouging people, I'm not a fan of it, right? Like, because I may be one of those people that wanted to get it for myself, and then you beat me out to it. And, and you have bad intentions as far as, you know, what I, I guess, if you, if you want to call it that. But I think in the end, there's going to be, you know, if you say the market will decide on what is too much, I would also say that the market is going to decide uh, how artisans respond to it, whether that means just higher prices, whether that means even more limited you know, releases, or maybe they're just like not going to do anything and maybe they'll do like a hundred brushes. They'll just overflow, oversaturate the market. I don't know if that's really going to happen, but there's, there's, you know, a few things, a few ways uh, for, in the end, the artists and themselves to respond. And I, I don't know, you know, what um, they want to do or, or what their take on it is. But I, I just, going back to it, I do think it's just, it's not healthy for the hobby if, you know, potential profits that could have went to the artisan in the first place are going to flippers. That's, I think, the thing I'm not a fan of. And I say that having spoken with a few artisans and and kind of getting known, there's probably some sort of, there's some sort of a, it's not as just a simple, like, you know, uh, transaction, like, you know, like you would go to Target or Walmart for, right? Like a lot of times, if especially if you're in the hobby, like we are, uh, we know the people making the product. We know that our dollars are going towards uh, sustaining, you know, their their livelihood to a certain degree if, if they do it full time, you know, uh, and things like that. So, yeah, there is definitely a level of guilt if I feel like I'm cutting them short of something in in a a way i also understand that most people don't know they they don't know these people they're just like oh i just want it i'll pay whatever i want for it i'll buy it you know and things like that too so i'm probably just like too kind of like straightforward to it because i'm i'm i'll put it on on the record like you won't see me like price gouge and, and and flip something for like something really stupid I don't have the I don't have the the time and effort, you know, to, to do that.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I think it overlaps into investment prospects, I guess, because I think you make a great point in that how much are you making on the mark on the markup and yeah, other than other than the razors, right? Certain razors, whether they are Wolfman or maybe there are some popular razors that um, the artisans are no longer making them, right? That seems to be the biggest profit margin. I don't know. There aren't that many folks in wet shaving, and that might be the other thing too. It's a very close knit community, and most artisans will tell you they're not in it to make the money. It's a passion project. It's a side hustle, right? And if um, you can count on your hand, you know, on one hand, uh, the number of artisans that this is their main livelihood. And, you know, and that, and, and if that were the case, you know, they're, they're hustling anyway, uh, not hustling trickery, but they're like, you know, they're pounding the pavement. Marketing. They're putting in the work. They're, they're putting, putting in, the in the work yes. to, to, you know, make their brand known, make their brand reputable, right. um, you know, give themselves a good name. Right, so. right. It seems when you're describing kind of your modus operandi, it's very altruistic as far as like supporting the artisan. And other than folks that I've met personally and, you know, I, I am supporting them in featuring their products, using their products, etc. When it comes to kind of these big ticket items that we're talking as far as razor and brushes, I don't know, that that's not entering my mind. Uh, what I'm thinking more of is the actual performance of the product, uh, which is dictating how much I want it, right? True. No, absolutely, right? So I wouldn't buy something. Uh, let, me, let me, like, yeah, having that altruistic, you know, like I'm helping support, uh, you know, a, a person I want to support is one thing. But if it's not a product I want, I'm not going to buy it just, just to support you, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the money, you know, that I choose to spend as a consumer, I'm, I'm putting in the work, I'm doing my research, you know, on there. And sometimes it's, it's as simple as, yeah, the group likes this, like you probably will too. Okay, I'll buy it, right? But no, I, I, I definitely do think that, you know, performance, uh, performance of a product is, is key. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to put it just to buy it, just to make it look pretty on the shelf. I don't even have a shelf <laughs> like to begin with, right? 
Right. It's not it's not a trophy piece. Although I mean there's definitely people who I think we could term collectors. And and that's fine, right? I mean if, if that's if that's to the degree that you're in the hobby, um, you and me have like over twenty brushes. And we both acknowledge is that for any particular purpose other than uh, like different options? No, right? It, it's not a it's definitely not must have, but we just like variety and we enjoy it enough that, that we have over 20 brushes. Other people have 50, well, you, know, you know, whatever. And other folks have a rotation of two or three, which is... But I can, here's the, here's the thing about that as well, right? Like, you know, using brushes and, and connecting it back to the, you know, our, our subject is that I don't have any brush that I can flip for a profit. None of them are rare enough. None of them um, have that kind of like hype generated. I already bought them because like half of them look pretty, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I spent like, you know, overall, you know, probably in the like the low hundreds, but I think none of my brushes cost more than 70 bucks. Most of that, the majority of them are, are much less than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just kind of that's that's kind of how it is. I mean, obviously, uh, having having recently used a couple of high end brushes, um, you know, specifically from Declaration, yeah, there is it's a huge difference. And I think, you know, when we did our episode, I I hadn't used one yet, um, but I had the opportunity to borrow a couple, and it's it's definitely it's noticeable, like for me, um, you know, the performance was like clear from the beginning. And I, I totally understood. I think the first time I, I used one, I, the first one I used was a, was a B8. And I knew right away, like, I get it. Get why people drop the money on it. And even to this day, I can't describe it. I, you know, I can't really put it into words because some people would ask, like, why would you spend $100 on that or, um, or any other, like, high-end brush or, or a piece of hardware, right? My 34C, like, you know, works just great. You know, why do I, you know, need to spend hundreds of dollars on, on a razor or, or whatever? And the analogy that I've said so many times, but it'll be the first time I'm saying here on the podcast, it's like, some people just like driving like a Honda, a Toyota. Perfectly, you know, reasonable, does everything you needed to, you know, reasonable cost. Some people, they're like, I want to live a little bit better life. I'm going to get the Mercedes. I'm going to get the BMW, right? Still drives, but you're spending a lot more, just whether it's the perception, whether it, whatever you have. And then there are some people that just want to flex and they got the Rolls Royce, they got the Bentley, you know, and that's to me, you know, the equivalent. And you don't, and I've never been in a Bentley or Rolls Royce, but I imagine you're just like, oh, so this is what, this is kind of like either the quality or the, just the feel of being in one. That's, that's probably the equivalent in this small way of using um, like a high-end brush or a high-end razor or something along those lines. Um, 
Absolutely, you don't have to do it, but it's it's great, and you totally understand, you know, what like when you do do it. I think you might have used the car, the car analogy one episode before. Probably, you know, and, and things like that. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's a perfect analogy perfect analogy for whether we're talking about brushes or razors right because it's just sure you it can be the finest wood it can be super high grade stand you know marine grade stainless steel or or whatever the case may be but your pot metal razor that is you know that has decent tolerances or whatever it'll help you you know with your shave To kind of, you know, just reiterate or close or, or however <laughs> you want to go about it yeah. is what, what's the quote? It's like, it's the movie is just like, you can do it, but you're still an asshole, right? <laughs> like, 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 you know, if you do, if you do, if you're, if you're going in there with like bad intentions, then yeah, like you're not going to win any fans like like, you know, you're not going to win my support, you know, from that. I think if, if people, if people just want to see like how far they can go, you know, with certain items, I guess they can go for it, but they should be very much ready to read the ire of, you know, the, the rest of the internet. I think that, you know, when people, you had mentioned about how some places, you know, they ban you for making comments in regards to the pricing of a product. And I don't know where I stand on that because part of me wants to lean that, you know, if you, if you want to be ready to sell something at a high price, you should also be ready to hear from the people that have a problem with it. If you still want to go ahead and, and do that, go for it. You know, that, that's, that's still on you. We're all adults. We all make our own, own choices. So if, if that's what someone wants to do, then go for it. But yeah, I, I think in the end, um, I don't think it helps the hobby either in the long run because it's, it's ultimately what it does. It just, you know, rather than just kind of enjoying, you know, the products that are out there, we're now just like either arguing or, or, you know, commenting on, on things that just aren't particularly important. So um, yeah, like it's always going to exist. I can tell you that it's not going in any, it's not going away anytime soon. Um, I don't even know if you've reached like peak ridiculousness, you know, for something, but I do, I do think that we can probably do better by, you know, asking, asking ourselves if it's something that just we personally want to support. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to agree with you. I think you have every right to price gouge and flip. However, if you are an owner of this, one of these high ticket items, you are most likely at least part of a very small niche group of hobbyists and you're going to build yourself a reputation and if you're okay with that then fine right then i mean if that's the if that's the hell you want to die on 
you know, make it, <laughs> you better make it worth your while because you're going to get, you know, you're definitely going to develop this reputation for being a gouger. If you keep, if people know that you keep buying stuff out from under other folks, not even to keep it, just to flip it, right? Uh, I think a good chance of th- those potential buyers are going to remember that and, and go, you know, and kind of turn the other way. I mean, it's, it comes down to just, it's a selfish move. And if you can't own that, then don't do it, right? Because you're like, I want to make money. That's why, the, yeah, you know, go for it. If you need to pay bills, you got, you, you, you know, if that's how you want to do it, sure. But like you said, it's not benefiting the community. It's a selfish move. <laughs> I don't know if there's more to be said about it than that. Thank you for listening to Lather Talk. You can find all the social media links for Gerard and myself in the show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, you can help us out by subscribing and leaving a five-star review. We appreciate your time and support and hope to catch you next time.